Hey there, photographers. Did you know there are four different levels that most photography businesses go through? Well, I want to share those levels with you and give you some tips to help you get to consistent $2,000 sales as quickly as possible. And even if you're just starting out, well, it's probably within reach for you too. So join me for this free live training where we are going to talk about those four different levels and what's required to move from one level to the other to help you making more money in your business right now. I hope you'll join me. Just click the link below to register for free. Welcome to the Hair of the Dog podcast. This is Nicole, and this is a special podcast episode brought to you directly out of the Hair of the Dog Academy. Inside the Academy, our members have the opportunity to schedule laser coaching calls. And not only are these calls beneficial for them, but they get shared inside the community so that all of our other members can benefit from them. What we've done is we've taken the very best of our laser coaching calls, the ones that I know you guys have questions for as well, and we are bringing them to you here as some bonus episodes on the Hair of the Dog podcast. Now, I'm not promising them every week, but periodically we'll be releasing new laser coaching calls out here on the podcast on Thursdays. So keep checking checking your podcast player and get ready for 15 to 20 minutes of quick laser coaching to get some quick wins, get some questions answered and helping our members and you move forward in your business. If you want to learn more about how you can become a Hair of the Dog Academy member too, simply go to hairofthedogacademy.com slash academy and check it out. We'd love to have you inside our pack. Now stay tuned for the laser coaching. And when I say laser coaching, is it just me or do you picture little cats with laser beams too? <laughs> that would make this even more fun, but I digress. No cats with laser beams, but some incredible business knowledge about to happen. Enjoy. Welcome to the Hair of the Dog podcast. If you're a pet photographer ready to make more money and start living a life by your design, you've come to the right place. And now, your host, pet photographer, travel addict, chocolate martini connoisseur, Nicole Begley. Hello, hello. Hey, Rebecca, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. It's good to see you here. Yeah. yeah. Not okay. Uh, since I can't book a lifeline with you, I'm like, okay, <laughs> then I'm going to do a laser coaching. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the laser coaching. <laughs> um, and I love your project. I read over your notes. That looks amazing. Okay. So, um, yeah. So go ahead and uh, just to recap, go ahead and let us know. Uh, yeah. So I have, um, actually this has been in my mind for yeah. a, a while now and it's now just taking shape a little bit more since I'm reading about all those book projects yep. going on, uh, in the Academy or in Elevate. Yep. However, I want to do a little bit of a different approach instead of just um, photo photographing pets or yep. cats very particular I want to do a comparison between small cats and big cats yep. because I'm a huge wildlife fan and big cats have a very special spot in my heart right and um, yeah I thought okay why not show the similarities be between the normal cat that we have at our home right and um yeah the big cats um uh, may it be in um yeah in their coat yeah like with a tabby and a tiger or a panther or and a teeny tiny black cat yep but also in behavior they are really so similar actually right agreed and um yeah 
I also where I'm living, so I'm in uh, Greater Cologne area, but uh-huh. we also have um, other big cities um, really close by. I have at least four zoos that are kind of like an hour away by car. Yeah. Where I can actually have have access to all different kinds of cats. Right. Um, the only thing is, and this is where... I can't even remember who said it, but kind of like approach Nicole because she has this background in animal training and all this, uh, that maybe you would have uh, an idea on how I could approach uh, the zoos. Because usually it's when you want to shoot in the zoos for commercial purpose, you have to first ask them and then also pay your fee. Yeah. Right, right. Um, right. But I also been thinking because of COVID, the zoos are really hurting as well, that maybe right. I could make this also beneficial to them. Yeah. No, yeah. I think it, the charity aspect of it is the key to opening so many doors, <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, it just because people feel good when they're helping out a good cause for the actual zoos. And it might take a little bit of um, a little bit of homework on the back end, um, but I would look at their websites and see if you can find like what conservation projects they support. So most zoos and the European zoos are very similar. That you know they have the animals on site, they have all of that stuff going on, but they also are usually um, attached to some sort of conservation project. Uh, that's going on out in the wild. Right. So those projects, they love funding for, um, you know, and you could talk to them. Like if you could find out kind of what projects they're working with, um, you could, you know, mention that I know you support uh, whatever organization or um, usually they might even have their own researchers. Like when I worked at the National Aviary, we had two um, full-time uh, researchers on staff that were running their own conservation projects. Um, so that would be a great way place to look up that. The other thing you can look up too is I'm assuming you guys have it in the European zoos. Hold on. Um, Yaza tag. Yeah. So if you Google Yaza, which is the European association of zoological associations or something. I don't know exactly what okay. it stands for, but it's the European AZA. Um, so EAZA and then tag, there's the FELID tag. So what the tag is, we have our own tag here in the, actually it might be a worldwide stud book. I'm not sure, but any, any species that's managed in zoos um, mm-hmm. has a tag associated with it, which is the taxon advisory group, which is basically like a computer dating service for all the animals to make sure that mm-hmm. we're keeping genetic diversity. We have yeah. a log of all the animals that are in all the facilities and right. you know, the whole entire world. And those tags are also often involved in determining like what types of conservation work needs to be done um, mm-hmm. or the tags might be associated with other conservation projects. So definitely check out the Iaza Felid tag and just kind of see. Hold on, I'm going to click here and see what they've got. Those all sorts of things. So I could go into a deep, a deep <laughs> hole of fun. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, but that will at least just kind of give you an idea of the work, the conservation work that might be going on and mm-hmm. which zoos are involved. So maybe you can see, oh, the Cologne Zoo is really involved with the FILA tag, but maybe the, you know, Frankfurt Zoo is not, you know, mm-hmm. um, that they're more involved with other species. So that yeah. way you can kind of see which zoos are most involved. And then I would approach those zoos maybe first um, because they have the most involvement with the the felids. So yeah, so it starts to do that. And then as far as making actual contact with the zoos, like is there, can you find someone that has any sort of contact there, even if they work in marketing or if they're a volunteer or just someone that you know, that knows someone <laughs> possibly? <laughs> um, okay. Like I, finding some sort of, you know, common connection is always a great way to get a door open to to start right. a conversation. Barring that, without that, trying to think who I would necessarily even try to approach first. Because you'll eventually need to get to the, well, maybe not. You probably wouldn't need to get to the animal staff because it's not like these are animals that they would be bringing out for you to photograph in front of like a white background. They're not education animals. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind actually getting a tiger and petting this. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That's going to shut you down real fast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> going to want to stay out of Yaza zoos for that. <laughs> um <laughs> But, uh, you know, so you'd just be going in basically to photograph. It would be nice to have access, like when they let the animals out, like to have access, you know, on the public side of the viewing area when they're letting the animals out in the morning, because that's when you might get the stalking behaviors or more behavior if you're looking to photograph, because, you know, they probably have some enrichment out there. They hid some scents around the yard or they did something so that cats usually going to explore their area when they first come out. But if you show up in the afternoon, they'll be doing what they do best, which is sleeping somewhere that you can't see them. <laughs> yeah. And hiding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So I don't know if it would be a marketing department. Um, maybe marketing or, you know, if they have a conservation PR department, department, you know, you could even talk originally to them. The, the key is to find someone mm-hmm. that's like, oh, yeah, this is a great thing. And then they can find whatever channels, whoever you need to speak to. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know who would be, I mean, I guess you could probably start too if you could find on the website about the commercial photography, because I'm sure they have a place to contact about that, you know, the commercial photography mm, yeah. piece. They most definitely have usually uh, one site where you have all the information about this. Yeah. So you could even start with that person and just explain what you're doing. You know, mm-hmm. do your homework first so you can know kind of what research that zoos works with. So you can, you know, say you'd love to create this project and have it support that research. Or if they have other other conservation pieces that they'd like support with that, you know, you're open mm-hmm. to whatever's most beneficial to them. Yeah, because it's not from from the zoo management side of things. Like you really just need permission and, you know, maybe early access to the public side of the zoo on a day or two, but like from the animal care side, like you're not asking for the, for the operations part of the zoo, you're not like putting anyone out. That's going to have to do a lot more work that it's going to be like, Oh, we don't have the staff. We don't have the time. Like this is an easy yes. So yeah, that's what I would do, but I would definitely try to find somebody that knows Somebody, even if it's one of the other zoos that are a little bit further away, because all the zoo people know all the other zoo people. So once you get one zoo to say yes, they can yeah. introduce you to the other zoos. Yeah, they have a big network. Mm-hmm. So uh, in, here in Germany, we have um, a few smaller TV shows about actually the work in the zoo. Yeah, yeah. 
and they also talk about all this background stuff then. And yeah. um, I agree in uh, comparison to when um, a TV team comes and wants to show the zoo, then the people have to be there and available right. um, for the zoo stuff, right? Yeah. For me, it's just, okay, let me in. I'm just standing in the public area and yeah. just doing my photos. Yeah. 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 That would be, that would be great. That would work well. Yay. Okay. And cool. yet, you know, even if for some reason, like you don't even have to start, I wouldn't lead with let me in early because you could really get there at opening and the cats are still going to be active. So you could get there like as soon as gate opens and yeah. go in. And then once you have like the original, yes, that, Hey, yeah, you can use these projects commercially. You know, you can just say, hey, is there any way or like, you know, test it on a local, a close one, see if you can get what you need when it first opens. But then after you have the original, the first yes, then it can always be like, is there any chance I could get in, you know, a few minutes mm -hmm. early for when they release the cats? Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, that yeah. would probably be best because I also noticed that, for example, especially around feeding time or yeah. something, it, um, then usually a lot of people are there in the right. area. And uh, sometimes you're really fighting for having the best spot for photography. Right. Yeah. Um, because so many photographers are there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that would be neat to just have a little bit of uh, clearer access. Yeah. Right. Not right. so many people are around. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So I guess the... Um, well, the background search for the conversation projects wouldn't be that much of an issue. So they usually have that on their websites. I, yeah, I think I yeah. saw one or the other thing. But finding a person to get me in, that might be a little bit. Tricky. You'd be surprised, but, though. Like, if you ask mm. your people, like, for instance, like, I've had lots of people that, uh, you know, like a friend of mine that's like, oh, my friend's friend's son is looking to talk to somebody that works in a zoo. Will you talk to them? I'm like, yeah, sure. I mean, cause we all loved what we did and we're always happy to, to talk mm. to people like you okay. don't work in the zoo industry for the money. So yeah. So like people are usually really receptive to doing that, but you know, you can also then start if, if you can't find a connection, you know, you can always just kind of reach out to, yeah. and uh, you know, but having, having the background information, like just goes to show them you're not just like some random person that's like, hey, I want to take pictures of the cats. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, I, I really want this also to benefit the zoos, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And this would be my way of giving back to them yep. um, for their permission for me to photograph. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I only need to find the common ground because I looked a little bit up which zoos have what kind of species. Yep. And so there's not one zoo here in the area where I could get right. a whole lot. So I know that in France, for example, there is actually a feline zoo or a wild park and they yeah. really have only have cats, but yeah. we don't have that here. So I will probably have to at least go to two zoos to get the species I want. Yeah. So I have to find some common ground. And truly, once you're into one, it'll be easy to get into the other because they'll just mm. contact the other zoo or tell you who to t contact. And yeah, it's usually easier to get in that way. One other thing you can offer, too, is I would definitely offer the zoo. Hey, you know, you're welcome to have any of these images I take for marketing mm -hmm. or your website or whatever you need it for. You can also even offer to, you know print something that they could auction off at their gala once they start having galas and stuff again. 
I'm not yeah. sure they have them here in Germany. <laughs> Oh. That's not really that common here. Yeah. Huh. Oh man, everything has a gala in the states. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only uh, question that comes to my mind right now: Do you think it might be an issue to have? So let's say I would need to go to two zoos to get all my pictures. Yeah. So they have both um, different projects they are supporting. That shouldn't be an issue for, for the book project. Or do you think it might be too much? Depends what you say to the first one, you know, that, uh, you know, I truly think that even if it's like a, a conservation project, you know, all the zoos and like one zoo supporting it, another zoo is still going to be happy to have that supported. You know what I mean? Like it's, they're still going to agree with the mission of it. And mm -hmm. again, since you're not asking for anything that's going to take any time from any of their staff, like yeah. they're not going to necessarily fill the need that they need to get compensated for it because it's, it's easy for them to let mm -hmm. you do this. So I think it would be fine. I would, yeah, I would focus on if, and if it's a conservation project, if it's going directly to the other zoo, Mm, then maybe not as much, but if it's like focusing on, you know, tigers in India or whatever the conservation project is, then yeah. all the other zoos, I think, can get behind that, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. Yeah, because it, I think personally that this also might be easier because then I don't have to split up whatever yeah. um, I get for it. Right, exactly. It can make a bigger okay. impact and then it, it's easier messaging for the book too, that this book supports this thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Good. Keep us posted. Okay. Yes, definitely. I mean, this is not something that is really that urgently. And I think really, um, I also need to take into account the situation, um, yeah. but at least for the research and now, now I have a starting point and yeah. can see where this is going. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Thank you very much. You're uh, welcome. Have a nice Thank day. You. Bye. Bye. If you enjoy this podcast episode, go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode on your phone and post it up there on your Instagram stories and be sure to tag us at Hair of the Dog Academy. And we would just love to see how you're listening. And uh, full disclosure, sometimes we just like to give away a little pet photographer swag in the form of Hair of the Dog t-shirts and sweatshirts. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and share that screenshot of this episode. And don't forget to tag us at Hair of the Dog Academy. And while you're there, maybe you want to jump on over to our account and see what we're up to on the gram. Would love to connect with you. Thanks for listening to the Hair of the Dog podcast. If you want to check out the show notes for access to any of the links that we shared in this episode, as well as any additional related resources, simply go to www.hairofthedogacademy.com slash 80. Once again, that's www.hairofthedogacademy.com number eight, number zero. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hair of the Dog podcast. If you enjoyed this show, please take a minute to leave a review. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our upcoming episodes. One last thing. If you are ready to dive into more resources, head over to our website at www.hairofthedogacademy.com. Thanks for being a part of this pet photography community.